we're a few months away from uh, year end, and so I want to start looking at some of the movies that have three uh, movies in the series. Like, see if we can pick out a oh yes a, as a potential candidate for next year. Although, sometime. wait, wait that that is supposed to be not at the start of the year or at the, the at the one year mark. It's supposed to be at the end, the start of the new year. Jeff. Yes, new year. But like we're like Nick, we're I, I just I. You're excited. Much, I understand. Much the same way that I was excited to get out of 2020. I'm excited to just try the next one, 2022. It'll be good. <laughs> Surely this one will be good, right? Anyway, so, so um, one of the I just want to find a couple bad ones that we can start crossing off the list, you know, as we progress through the next four months or so. Um, and I found the movie Skyline. Have you seen the movie Skyline before? No. What's Skyline? I'm not sure. But don't, don't, don't look it up. No. Nick. You can't. Nick, don't. Not I hear loud. you typing. I typed three <laughs> letters. Up. You stop. I mean, they were sky. But like. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. This is a dumb story. But I did see that the 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 trilogy is called. Uh, the first one's called Skyline. The next one is called Beyond Skyline. And then the third one is called Skylines. Which I feel like. <laughs> I just, I feel like that was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> or was it genius? Okay, was, okay, 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 okay. But what um, if they had named it Still Skyline? Nick, okay. <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to see if it was any good. And I looked it up on IMDb, and it had a like a four, like a four as its rating or something like that. Not, not great. So okay. yeah. IMDb agrees with me. Um, and then Nick, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna link you something. And I want you oh, to man. click. I want you to click on it, but I don't want you to read the title of this video or anything. I want you to try to pretend like you're going through this with me together. Okay. That's my first time. This is okay. I'm, I'm going to link you to the trailer. Please, please, just click on the video and do not read anything on it. Just try. listen to the video. Okay, click click the play button okay. and watch this video. Well, this is an Old Spice commercial. Nicholas, do you already know this? It's, no, I've seen this. I've, You've seen this. I've seen these these two. <laughs> okay, well. Um, I guess you've kind of ruined the fun. So I watched this commercial and I thought it was the trailer for this movie, but it was just a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is so overtly an Old Spice commercial. And then it started the actual main <laughs> trailer. It's like it's like meta product placement. It's so overt that it's like in on the joke, right? It's in on the joke, and it knows how bad the product placement is. It's such a damn. These guys are meta. These guys know what the people want. Welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am your co-host Jeff. And I am your old spice Nick. <laughs> this is our podcast uh, where a couple of friends have a continent part that would come together and talk about some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. Nicholas, aside from talking about uh, some terrible, terrible intros to our future podcast that starts next year. Um, yeah, some new one. Whole yeah. new concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, first off, uh, I did want to mention, Nick, for the first time in like a month almost, it feels like we are recording at our regular time-ish. Give I know. Time. It's great. You're welcome for me not being a mess up this time. And uh, me also not being willing to change because it also didn't work for me. Um, <clears throat> so I want to talk real briefly about, because we have a lot here. We could talk about a lot of stuff. A few months back, a couple months back, I talked about AFC Wimbledon. Um 
I I have talked a little bit about how I want to get into some soccer stuff because I feel like there's big gaps in the sports that I care about. And I do like watching uh, soccer or football if you're from the UK or I, wow, I just narrowed down the entire rest of the, <laughs> the entire rest of the world as the UK. Um, if you're from the oh, rest of God. the world, I'm sorry. I insulted very many people. Like I've known that I would like watching soccer stuff because it's like completely like commercial free. And then you have halftime and you can like go walk around and then come back. And then you have the rest of the game it's very, very different than what I'm used to with basketball, especially football. Um, and I paid to be able to watch all of AFC Wimbledon's, AFC Wimbledon's games this year. Cool. Um, it's really, really cool because this is their first time at their – or for their first season at their new stadium with actual fans. Um, they had their first game nice. that they played where they had a huge comeback and tied the game um, in their first game with fans. And then they had nice. uh, most recently this last Saturday where they had a pretty epic win um, for their very first victory with fans. It, it, like I've known about this team because they are part of um, <laughs> like this weird cult following of a podcast called Dear Hank and John or uh, Vlog Brothers is the YouTube channel. And like, it's just been a thing that I've been passively aware of and I've kind of enjoyed like kind like following how they've been doing and stuff like that. But this year, like I said, I've decided that I really wanted to get into this. And so I've watched all the games that have been televised uh, on this app. And yeah. I've even like, I have my, my TV downstairs in our basement hooked up to a PC so that I can watch them, um, on the actual TV. Cause they're definitely not broadcast here in the U S um, unless you watch it on their streaming service. And like, I have gotten so into this stupid third tier English soccer team, Nick, like <laughs> the, the cool, the super cool thing is, is like, they like, unlike, um, like in the U S like there's, there's like, um, like farm leagues in baseball and you have um you have the 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 non NBA leagues what is G League is that how NBA works yeah, you have like G, the, yep. the G League teams in the NBA um you have the XFL I guess or Canadian football and the uh, NFL it's not the same thing at all I was gonna say, I was um, like... but no you have like these like uh like these sub leagues that are where people can sometimes be brought up from uh in uh in us sports but in um in european football like uh they like if afc wimbledon does really good and they get like uh into the position where they're in the playoffs or they get promoted like they could like get promoted into the nfl equivalent like Damn. for us and like so that like there's like that little bit of excitement like maybe like obvious it's definitely not going to happen overnight but there's a chance that like this little uh, this little franchise might turn into something that is part of the the main uh, main league of soccer in Europe, and so like it just has that like little I don't, like it's a very small it's an thing right now, story, but it's, right? it's, it's, it's like it has been a very long underdog story, and it has the potential to be like this really cool thing. And they're like actually playing really really well. They have a lot of young people that they're definitely not going to be able to afford very soon. <laughs> Very, say, very good. What is it like when the team like goes to the, the to the uh to whatever the equivalent like whatever the the tier one league is 
Is it, do like they lose a lot of the players? Do they have to start. Do they start just like grabbing free agents who are like kicked out anyway? So, like, so I say they're they're in League One, but what that really means is they're third tier English right. uh, football. And then there's the Champions League, and then the Premier League. And uh, right now, I think AFC Wimbledon's ranked like tenth, and if they get to the top like four or five or whatever, they get to go to the playoffs. Um, okay. and last year they barely, 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 barely scraped by and stayed in the first league. But this I year they have, that. yeah, th- this year they have fans in the stadium, which means a lot of revenue. Um, they actually recently drew, um, Arsenal, which is a premier league team for like this European cup, which basically, I know Arsenal, like, yeah, you've heard of that of name. name. So basically what, what that means is like, th- they basically won the lottery. It did, like okay. they, they could lose like zero goals to 70 and it would still be an enormous victory because it is uh, they they didn't even just draw arsenal they drew arsenal away which means it will be at the arsenal stadium which means they get and how it works is i think they get like half the ticket sales so they get like half oh, the ticket sales of one of the best well they're not they're not doing so hot this year but they're still a premier league team um they get half the ticket sales which is like an entire season's worth of income for them. <laughs> um, so Very that, cool. that Very helps cool. them afford better players and be able to like sign players on longer and keep them a little bit longer. Um, but anyways, I, I've, I've, I thought it was really interesting because like how passionate I've gotten with this team in such a short amount of time. And I was wondering like, are there other like not obviously you have your NBA stuff that you like, but are there other non NBA things that you've gotten uh, like super passionate about that you, like you would be watching live and get worked up and even like, cause I, I literally, I literally jumped up and yelled when we scored a late goal the other day. Hey, uh, nice. Like it, um, I was so excited. I scared my wife and children. Okay. So the only other one that I've had with this is uh league of legends. I, I, yeah! was, in, I was very yeah. into league esports for a little while. Um, and I I cared a lot for a couple of years there where I would watch the finals and I would watch worlds, even though, Worlds was always playing in like Korea, which meant that I was playing at like two a.m. and that's not good for work. It's not good no, for work not. at all. When Nick's or up honestly, like anything on anything. True, it's not good for anything. True, but my bosses—they didn't know, but like I was definitely eating like or eating drink. I was definitely <laughs> drinking a whole bunch of Red Bull and coffee before uh, work on those days. Like yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing great, boss. I wasn't at two a.m. up at two a.m. watching <laughs> a bunch of twenty-something-year-olds play video games for four hours. That was somebody else. That was some other human being. Definitely That's ridiculous. I watched a uh, a video that Hank Green put out, and I, I don't mean this to be us just rehashing Hank and John stuff. I watched a Hank Green personal video not too long ago where he described how him being on the internet, he is like a citizen of YouTube because mm-hmm. he so much of his life is there. He has a community there. He has interests there. He has He checks in on it. He is like his his business is there so he's much more so than you or me um would be but like the the reason i was so invested at the time was because i was checking on message boards i was watching the live stream and watching like i i can't participate in live stream chats because it goes too fast and i just think it's like (laughs) my brain goes numb but when somebody when something big happens you literally can instantly see just like everyone go score 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 whatever yes yes um and it's you're a part of that community. You're essentially a citizen of, you know, John and Hank's community where, you know, freaking 
uh, Wimbledon AFC is is or AFC Wimbledon is a thing, and that's really cool. And I think it's very unique to the internet. Like I think the internet has brought like this very unique thing to to us that like because you know I couldn't I couldn't share in the awesomeness in a win of like of of like Manchester United with anyone around here. I would have to force <laughs> friends to watch that at four a.m. or something. Yes, but with the internet, I can be if I really if I want to be. And I think it's really cool that you have like that kind of option and that kind of community. And it's it's interesting that it becomes uh, that you become like a little mini citizen or whatever of, of it as uh, as Hank put it. That's a really good line to draw because um, the I am so bad at participating in social media, especially on behalf of this podcast. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I don't participate in much in general, um, but um, it. An interesting thing, um, John Green, who we've been talking about, who is like one of the biggest, and just like to put this in perspective, so um, AFC Wimbledon is a fan-owned club, and some of their uh, like like everybody in in football has uh, like sponsors on their jerseys and stuff, and yeah. uh, AFC Wimbledon literally has uh, DFTBA, which is uh, the brand of uh, John and Hank Green's stuff on the back of their shorts. Um, nice, like nice. On, like on the the leg part of their shorts. Um, so like just to put that in perspective. But anyways, he doesn't really participate in Twitter or anything like that. But he does have a secret sports Twitter, um, which is basically just to tweet about AFC Wimbledon stuff. And like, there's this like I mean, small fair. community of us that like during games will tweet about stuff that's happening. It's not like a lot of people. Like maybe um, I don't know, a few dozen or so. Um, and it's like a very fun thing to be a part of because. That- there's not a That's lot of very cool because it's like so ni- not so niche but like so exclusive or small that it's that's really cool yeah like may maybe there's a hundred people that would like participate if it was a really crazy game or something like that but like it's very small compared to like I don't know 99 percent of big things on the internet like it's that's a very small community well, of people the, uh, the the overlap there is is probably not huge right like the amount of people who are both sports and or soccer fans who are also uh into hank and john content is probably not like that's probably not a community that self-selects for overlap or whatever right like that right well um, and like afc wimbledon itself probably has like ten thousand fans max <laughs> right generously has that so it's not like there's a huge selection of people to start with uh nobody getting hyped on it from sports center damn sports center always only going after the big markets and the actual <laughs> professional teams very rude oh man well with this they, they are professional yeah. yeah they are they are professional yeah yeah um nick real quick before we go into some of the things you have um and i I will make this very very short because this will be a bigger thing later on um hopefully in a few months space stuff nick uh so james webb telescope uh i've mentioned it on this show before but it's been a very long time since i've talked about anything space stuff related um earlier today breaking news nick uh, they they announced that December eighteenth is the potential launch date for the James Webb Telescope, okay. which which is freaking amazing because there's a lot of rumors that it was maybe going to be delayed for like three or four years or so, um, just because of timing with a lot of things. But it's maybe a little bit optimistic, but at least right now it's penciled in to be uh, here and just uh, at the time of the release of this episode will be basically three months and a few days. And I, Nick, 
I was emotional about the uh, Mars landing stuff. This will be like at or above because the amount of pictures and science that we can do with this thing across the entire galaxy and the universe is just going to be absolutely amazing. And I am super nervous. And there's a quote from a guy. uh, Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Hold on. Basically, 20 years of my life will come down to this moment, (laughs) which is just like that means like I I, like basically it will be either 20 years of his life will be uh, the result of like very, very many amazing discoveries and beautiful pictures and et cetera. Or it will be a. cliff notes and a wikipedia article about how great it would have been and how tragic yeah. it, that it blew up on entry to space or didn't unfold correctly <laughs> or etc and like oh man that like that made me so uncomfortable just to think about like That's- the level of anxiety and the fact that it might not even like it may end in three months but it also may get delayed and be years from now that they actually figure out whether or not the past two decades of your life um have been worth anything or not that is yeah mad respect to the people that do this because that is that is really hard to even think about that's that's scary jeff that's jeff that's big scary (laughs) big scary hopefully we have more updates uh in a few months that are positive uh and that we get that thing into space and taking some pictures soon jeff have we talked about how bad we are Uh, are you good at sharing with with uh with your wife you mean like food or yes, like food things uh, like I, I don't know like I, I guess uh, space and or like blankets and things like this. Um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we may have already kind of talked about this, but I'm like I'm a middle child of a child of or you know the third child out of four in my family, and I have always felt like I have to just grab as much crap as possible, because if there's four other hands at the dinner table, like, you just grab food. Same thing with space. It's like, I will establish that this is my spot, and you need to figure it out, and uh, this doesn't work as great with a wife. Um, Literally, I was thinking about joking about this with you because of something else that happened, but right before I came upstairs, uh, my wife ordered uh, dinner and picked it up on her way home, um, and she got a soda because it gets us under some like pickup thing with some app or whatever. And we never have soda. And I don't even think, I didn't even think she liked this soda, but she had it between us. And so literally as I was coming upstairs, I went to like, just finish it off and just took like a big swig to, to finish it off. Cause I was like, all right, I gotta go upstairs. And she looked at me like I was like the worst person in the world. Like I just <laughs> stole everything from her. She's like, I don't know if I even got a sip of that. I was like, Oh, were we, were we sharing that? So I didn't even ask. I just, oh, I just killed it. And uh, I think that's just me. My first instinct is to just eat and kill everything in front of me that I might possibly want. Eat and kill, Nick. I just... Kill, I, I, kill I, the colloquial <laughs> term. Eat okay. and drink all the things. Finish off all the things that I that I, I was going to say, like, we've yes. hung out. I'm glad that you were able to exercise her straight. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so this is uh, this has manifested itself in a couple different ways. Before I do that, though... Um, uh, what what was the what was the drink? It was just a sprite. Sprite. Okay. Um, this will become relevant later. Oh no. Um, we. <laughs> so here here's my thing. I have constantly been um uh, pegged as a very very fast eater, like in a kind yeah. of a disturbing way. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so I kind of get made fun of for that 
by most people I've ever eaten anything in front of. Um, well, just... that's probably really good when you're sharing, right? Because they have plenty of time to decide if they want to share with you like, between each <laughs> between the two bites that you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, I think this might have been because me and my brother ate a lot of food growing up. But um, so that is a thing I get made fun of. Then there's the other thing, which was uh, that I've gotten used to with my wife, which is she grew up in a different household where – like if mom or dad or whoever had a particular food and they put it in the refrigerator, that was their food. Hard stuff. Yes. Yes. Like, like I don't care if that is a leftover from 17 days ago. If you dare, <laughs> if you dare take that, it is unacceptable. Um, so that's also, a- <laughs> I do agree with that in principle, in principle. I do. Oh, okay. I do. See my thing is like, but Nick, how many, okay. How many, how many leftovers do you end up throwing out? Like, I feel like I, we throw out way too many leftovers and yeah. I feel like I'm doing the world a favor if it's been there for, <laughs> if it's been there for more than five minutes. <laughs> that That is very fair. That is very, very fair. Uh, but, but I, I will say there are some times where. I've had this in reverse where I like I'm I remember back back in my college days where uh I would get like some some buffalo wings and I was so looking forward to having them left over and then my wife or whoever would eat said buffalo Oof. wings and, and wing, wings are good left wings are oh, like the kind of food man. that's like better left over yeah like oh they 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 can be so good and to have that disappointment I do understand, but like I don't know. These days, I feel like if there's if there's a food in there, it's been more than a day or so. Like yeah, that's, more that than a day. Like if, if it's the first time you're seeing it, I I think you're in the right in the right there. Um, I I will say uh, maybe it's like sister. I feel like sisters don't have the same kinds of leftovers. Like they they're just smart and don't order boatloads of food. Unlike <laughs> uh, unlike men. We're dumb, big dumb dumb. Uh, you know that's that's stereotyping, or maybe it's just my sisters. But yeah. Oh gosh, this just reminded me that like oh, there's such a much better uh, example of this that is much more dramatic. What um, in your world? Okay, so uh, if you got a bag of chips out of the pantry or wherever, and Jen wanted some, would that be like a big deal? Like to like share the bag of chips as you're eating some or whatever? Like she wanted some. Stick her hand no, and grab some. No, I'd, I'd share with her. I'd my probably wife, eat a disproportionate amount of them, but I'd share. <laughs> my wife I'd, gets so mad. She's like, "I just wanted to have these chips. I don't even actually. I don't even know why. Uh, I like if she gets the bag of chips out until she's done. That's her bag of chips, and she should not be interrupted with her. I'm sorry, Katie. I love you, uh, but yeah, like I feel like that's a little bit crazy. Like if she has like. It's with anything. It's not even just chips. Like if she has something that she's eating that should be shared by most normal human standards, it's not <laughs> It's not acceptable until she's done because she got it out and she's going to enjoy it by herself until she's That's done. That's really funny. That's really funny. Uh, I don't have any like particular <laughs> comparison to that. Uh, what I will say is that maybe I just offset this by like, you know, if we're, if we're going to grab a bag of Funyuns or whatever, we usually don't get the individual size. Like, I don't even know the last time I got an individual size of a thing. No, yeah. Which it's, it's not even that. No, it's like a huge, like a huge bag of something. She just doesn't oh. like people. <laughs> she doesn't really like, really she doesn't good. like people grabbing into the bag while she's doing it. Like it just In makes her mind, annoyed. 
in my mind, she doesn't even have those regular size ones. She's got like those Costco party size ones. <laughs> no, no, it's like the jumbo size bag of exactly. Doritos. She's just like, yeah. this is my Doritos for now. Oh, you can have them really when good. I'm done with them, but not um, at the same time. I, I actually, as I'm thinking about this, I feel for my wife even more because, uh, so the one that we do have is we have like the individual popcorn serving like little things mm. every now and then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Jen definitely makes those for herself and then ends up having to make a second one after I've gouged her out of her. Yes. <laughs> like poached, yes. poached all of them from her. I can, I can feel that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I wasn't hungry until you put, until you had a bag of popcorn in front of your face. And then, then I had to eat it all. <laughs> okay, Nick, this is a hard one. Um, because I've, I've had it on my list of things I wanted to learn a little bit more about and to talk about on this podcast, but it's, okay. it's probably one of the most well-known things, uh, that we've ever talked about as like a main topic. Hmm. Okay. Especially in the world of weird marketing things. Cause that's kind of our jam, uh, occasionally. Definitely true. If you, so we both, we love us a good marketing story. Um, if you Google, Worst marketing decision ever. Without doing so, do you know what that answer is? No, not at all. Do you want to now Google worst marketing decision ever and see if you can guess what this topic is? Uh, what is the worst? I'm getting a lot of the. Okay, here we go. Media, the worst marketing disaster of all time. Coca Cola. Oh wait. Oh wait. No. Yep. Uh, what, what is it saying about Coca Cola? It was dubbed the worst marketing disaster, and still is over thirty five years later. Uh, what? It is. It is New Coke. Do you know about this, Nick? Oh, I've kind of heard about New Coke. Okay, Not- every. I feel like everybody has kind of heard about New Coke, but yeah. I so feel free to interject as I go through can, this, but I think it's a, can, a fun story. Can I just real quick tell yeah. you that it's funny that it is uh Coke because my first thought was. The Pepsi thing with with the Kardashian girl and the cops. You oh know gosh! What I'm <laughs> yes, which is also often on this list of bad things. Yeah, okay, okay, because that commercial that was pre- that was pretty far up there. That was pretty good. <laughs> so you're telling me Coke did even worse? I'm excited to hear. So let me into your world. Yeah. So it's. Uh, it's ostensibly a story about marketing. Uh, we'll get to that, though. It's it's a little <laughs> bit more than that. Um, but yeah, if you Google worst marketing blunder or decision ever or whatever, you're always like, there's no way that you're not going to find a list that has that doesn't have new Coke on it. Okay. Um, and it's a thing that a lot of people have probably heard of. Um, but if you're... If you're young whippersnappers like us, where all this occurred before we were born, it's unlikely that you know like 100% of all the story, unless, I don't know, you've ran another, across another podcast and covered it or whatever. But today, we're going to be that podcast for at least somebody out there. Um, 1980s, uh, a lot of things started happening. Like, well, first off, before we, I just want to establish some vernacular here, Nick. Do you, uh, we've talked about this before, I'm like 99% sure. Do you call, okay. do you call the thing that is Coke and Pepsi, do you soda. call that, you call it soda. soda? Yeah. I lived in the Northeast for some of my adolescence and they, everyone called it pop and, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I am not unfamiliar or like un- uncomfortable. I don't have an opinion or anything, yeah. but definitely more soda I, out here. 
I I'm not like super passionate about this unless I was super passionate about it when we recorded the episode, in which case I have very strong opinions. Yeah, but at, <laughs> at least me now in September of 2021, um, I don't really care all that much. I call it pop, but I I respect soda as an acceptable option. V- viable alternative. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, and I, I, will, I will try to use that occasionally just to make you feel included here. Um, anyways, in the 1980s, um, people were starting to drink a lot more soda. Um, they, 7-Eleven Big Gulp moved from 32 ounces to 64 ounces, which is just a, so much. That's so much. Hey, hey 7-Eleven, this is a real big jump. That's, <laughs> that's a real, that's a real big jump, 7-Eleven. I don't know about that one. I think oh, that one man. was a little bit large. I think that might have been more than they, they needed to do. I'm upset. That's a lot of, that's a, that's a lot of, uh, soda or pop. Um, Pepsi versus Coke. Uh, that really was the big rivalry back then. Um, do you do you, like? Do you know who uh, back in the early '80s would have been the more dominant of the two companies? I assume just Coke. I assume it's just always been Coke because, like, the Coca-Cola ad from the '60s that Mad Men had, and like, I've just always associated Coca-Cola as like the all-American drink and stuff. So I, I would just assume that, but I'm not sure. You're 100 percent right, and in parts of the countries, unlike uh, pop or soda, people call those sort of drinks Coke, Coke which yeah. I feel like is pretty indicative of the dominance of the brand. That's a um, point. Uh, in the late 1800s uh, was when both were founded. Um, the the Coca Cola company was earlier on in that. Uh, Pepsi was like a decade or so after. Um, but like it's it's been kind of interesting uh, in the last uh, two decades or so. Um, soda consumption has actually decreased quite a lot. But uh, in the past good year for and us a half, guys. In the past year and a half, though, Nick. I'm not sure what may have con- uh, <laughs> contributed there, to this. Was any any cultural shifts happening a year and a half ago? Anything uh, um, newsworthy? I, I'm not sure, but Can't regardless, there there was there has been a resurgence of soda consumption. Um, mm. I don't know. I, just, I found that interesting as I was doing some of the research on this across different articles. Because, like I said, this is kind of a popular thing, so there's definitely a lot out there, um, but not a lot recently. And I thought it was kind of interesting to run across the fact that. Uh, both Pepsi and Coke have had lots of uh, increases in sales uh, because pandemic. Um, That's a bummer. People mm. people try to find things that they can uh, use as a respite to all the things going on in the world. Just a small little bit of joy. <laughs> people are allowed to do that, but it's also a bummer. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so Coke by far is the, the dominant brand in the United States for dang near a decade. And... Or, wow, did I say decade? I meant century. Um, yeah. And into the 70s, there started to be the thing called the Pepsi Challenge. Do you want to, like, back in the 70s, like, you want to take a stab I, I, uh, about what the Pepsi Challenge I, might I'm going to have nothing. I mean, how fast can you drink, cut, chug a Pepsi no, 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 is no, all no. I can think. But like, no, they, they started to do blind taste tests with Pepsi and Oh, if you could Pepsi tell the and Coke. Okay. Not even not if you could tell the difference if you could pick which one was better, and and the, the originally was done as a study uh, sponsored by Pepsi, which maybe some might say have a little bit of bias in uh, in their willingness to give these results to people. But 
Uh, it was say what an easy marketing <laughs> challenge. Hey guys, go go buy one of our drinks and drink it, and tell us if it's better than the other drink that you should also buy. What a no, good. They they did do they did do blind like tests. Like they had one that was Pepsi, one that was Coke. Tell us which one you think okay, is which, okay, and which one you think is better. And according to Pepsi, people generally preferred the Pepsi product uh, over the Coke. Okay, um, fair. During the same time that this was happening, uh, so like Pepsi, they really, really uh, marketed that uh, as a result, but it was all from them. During the same time, um, Coke was transitioning out of their old formula from uh, like their their sugar-based formula to a corn syrup-based formula because it was significantly cheaper to do that. And uh, really, nobody noticed um, so they did that huh. to increase margins. Um, and then, though, they wanted to... With no repercussions on the general <laughs> well-being or health of the whole world. Continue. Yeah, just as a... <laughs> thank you for the small footnote. <laughs> Sorry. I just, no, I, I appreciate to. it. I appreciate it. It had to. <clears throat> so they switched to corn syrup. Um, and But they were still uh, failing uh, to to surpass pepsi in these blind taste tests like even ones that they uh that they had themselves and so because of how many exclusivity contracts that they have which is actually why like if you go to a restaurant even today like they either have pepsi products or coke products it's extraordinarily rare that you would walk into anywhere that has both um this started very very early on coke struck up deals with all these major brands uh, like McDonald's and stuff like that, where like they, they were exclusive providers for these people for like decades sometimes in some of these contracts. So they knew they didn't need to like figure anything out like super, super fast, but they did know like they didn't, they at least took note that even based on their own studies, people prefer Pepsi's taste. And so they were like, okay, we have some time, but we need to figure this out. That makes sense. Um, so that leads us to some experiments. Um, and really like, I feel like this is really fun because this is like two things in a week or in the past, uh, two weeks where, um, the, the genesis of like what this, uh, like started to turn to something else happened in a place near me. But the, uh, the, the Coca-Cola initial experiment to like start to figure out a new flavor was called Project Kansas. Oh, cool. uh, so I feel I feel pretty cool about that. Very cool, yeah. There you go. That's my street cred uh, internet. Is I'm part of uh, the state where that happened. I'm um, not sure that you know what street cred means. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Nick? Yeah, I agree. Um, anyways, so they they started uh, the project Kansas, which was to try to find a slightly more sweet, uh, more popular version that would beat. Uh, both Pepsi and original Coke in taste tests. And okay. turns out they were able to do just that. Um, they were able to find that in blind taste tests, uh, overwhelmingly uh, the new Coke beat regular Coke and uh, narrowly beat Pepsi in blind taste tests. And they're like, they, they did lots of, um, lots of, focus groups on this they had surveys they had uh experiments etc but really what it came down to was in the industry new coke had a significant advantage over old coke and pepsi in um in in the the cola industry okay and they they thought they were to to take out the old thing the most 
iconic soda ever? <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. But it was like the statistics behind it, I guess. I had didn't dive into this too much. Um, but allegedly, like it was so it was like so convincingly better that there were bottling companies that Coca-Cola worked with that threatened to sue the company if it did not put the new drink on the market. Like if they refused to Wait, do it. What? Because that's, they that's were spending all this they were spending all this money to bottle old Coke when they could have been making more money, more margins on uh the new recipe. Because it was I, statistically I mean, okay, better. True, right? But like like that that argument, I feel like that's hypothetically there for a whole lot of things. Like you've been having us sell these clothes <laughs> when you could have been having us sell these better clothes? You jerk! I'll sue you. Like what? That's crazy. That's crazy to think that they that there's companies that were gonna sue them for not putting a product to market. So Coca Cola did though. They they started it small in the South and like it was really well received. Okay. Um they started to expand to other markets. They smart they started to expand uh introducing new Coke in uh, in coast cities, they did it in New York and Seattle and uh, San Francisco and etc. And it started to be available at McDonald's and other uh, places where they had exclusivity contracts with. And before you knew it, um, they uh, they they stopped uh, selling Old Coke in uh, the entire United States. And I think actually in the entire world. And during that time, that really early period, they had sales uh, increase uh, up over 8% over what they had sold uh, the previous year. So, like, it was all going pretty good. Yeah, sounds successful, yeah. I'm sure there's nothing bad that would happen after that. Um, yeah, like, I mean... <laughs> I said um, ominously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we know that they, they are the worst. They did make the biggest mistake. The biggest, biggest mistake. Sorry, go ahead. So there started to be a little bit of resentment um, in this change, and it started to grow in where they originally did their first test, which was in the South. People did end up uh, – they, they felt offended that part of their regional identity – because uh, Coca-Cola is based out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, so it's from yeah. the South. And – at first, they liked it because it tasted good, but then a small group of people started to breed this uh, dissentment or this uh, this attitude toward the new Coke as a civil war surrender to the Yankees because they thought it was all this marketing and big city stuff that was changing their thing that they considered to be part of their identity for uh, the entirety of its existence. Can, can I just say that I think that stereotypes of Southern people as like dumb and over the top about certain kinds of freedoms and rights and stuff is very reductionist and harmful and rude. And I really don't like those kinds of stereotypes and jokes. But also that's a that's, I don't know about that one. Oh, that one, guys. It's well, it's like it, my guys, my guys from the south. Like we gotta work on this. Okay, <laughs> we gotta work on this. Letting some of the things go. That's what you gotta let go. It's not. It's not a conspiracy from the big cities, guys. It's just so, Coca-Cola trying to sell more Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. But Nick, to add credence to these uh, conspirators. Um, Wait, are you telling me it was? Oh my no. god. <laughs> no, I'm on a roller coaster here. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, to the people that believed it was, um, the Pepsi company uh, is based out of New York. 
Um, so that's where kind of like the the lines were drawn as far as how ah. how all this this had gotten influenced. It's Pepsi trying to take over and defeat the old Southern brand of Coca Cola. Um, during that time, the company received over forty thousand calls and letters expressing anger or disappointment. Like in the early days, that's a, that's a lot of calls, Jeff. <laughs> that is that is a lot. Um, one example was uh, somebody who wrote to quote. Chief Dodo, the Coca-Cola company, which was their uh, letter to their CEO asking for an autograph because uh, the signature of the dumbest executive in American history would likely become valuable in the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a pretty good bird. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty good bird. bird. Um, the the hey, company. I take, ho- it, I take it back. All my southern brothers, like you got you got it down. You got it nailed it. That was pretty sick. <laughs> the company hotline one eight hundred get coke received over fifteen hundred calls a day, as compared to four hundred calls per day before the change. Um, That's a, good. A, a psychiatrist. Uh, a, a psychiatrist. Wow, I I got my degree you, in psychology. You psychology. <laughs> yeah, I was literally. I was like, what? A psychiatrist who uh, Coke hired to listen in on the calls told the executives that um, most people sounded as if they were discussing the death of a family member. So a little bit dramatic. It came to f- uh, to come out that a lot of this was driven uh, or uh, escalated by a guy named Gay Mullins, who was a guy out of Seattle who was about to retire, but... Uh, Decided that this was a good opportunity to get outraged at the world. I don't know how else to describe it than that. I mean, Uh, you know. So he founded Old Cola Drinkers of America, which was an organization that uh, directed all this hate toward uh, New Coke and and Coca-Cola. And it grew a a lot. (laughs) Can I say that that doesn't sound like, like today, in today's terminology, that doesn't sound like a group like protesting... Coca-Cola's changes in uh, product. It sounds like a really specific, like retired people's club, like very weird. Like, yeah, we're really big on different colas around here, you know. <laughs> so, what what he started was what, is honestly super impressive given the time, because nowadays this would be a lot more understandable because the internet's crazy. Um, but during that time. He ended up having um, over 100,000 people join his organization as people that were protesting against the new Coke. Uh, nice. That's a lot. And, and they were – like, uh, here's what happened, Nick. Basically, it was a thing that was probably genuinely a better product. Uh, like, people, like, objectively enjoyed it better based on blind taste test. And when it was really originally introduced, because there was no internet, people just went like like they enjoyed it because it was better. Like there's definitely some people that like didn't like it as much because that's how yeah ta- that's how taste works. Like you, people sure. are going not prefer but- it, but they didn't have a place to uh, really unify around until Guy Mol- or Gay Mullins came around and. By founding this, he got all these people together. And it really, really escalated from there. It turns out if you are a news station or a journalist or a newspaper or whatever, and a, a large uh, beverage company introduces a new flavor, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of it's pr- it's good. People seem to like it. That's not a very uh, exciting story. But 
if you have a bunch of people, a hundred thousands of which think that it is uh, an offense to their American right to have their <laughs> heritage maintained uh, in this form of this beverage. That's a lot more uh, that that sells some papers, Nick. It does. I could see how that would get some people's attention. That gets some people's attention. That gets views. That gets television uh, advertisers excited, etc. Um, so it became very popular, uh, both in print and uh, in TV media. And at the end of the day, uh, in, on July 11th, 1985, a mere 79 days after New Coke's introduction, they uh, they relented and reintroduced classic Coca-Cola. Damn, uh, dude. And ultimately killed New Coke. Um, 75 on, days. 79 days. 79 days. 79. So. Um, and... On the day of uh, Old Coke's uh, reintroduction, they sent the very fo- the, they sent the very first case to Gay Mullins uh, as an like just as, as a nod to the fact that he caused all this wow. to happen. Damn. So it, do you, go ahead. No, that, that just it seems out of place to like that, or for, like out of character for a company to be like gracious about it it seems like those those kinds of people are usually uh derided for oh, you know what i mean i, I but, don't think it was gracious nick i don't think that uh, was a gracious I, nod i'm pretty that's, sure that's fair. i'm sure that was a little bit of a uh a tongue-in-cheek know. nod just to put it as nicely okay, as possible okay fair 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 you're right you're right um do you think it ended there nick uh, no, I assume not. <laughs> Based Especially on my question. when you ask me that question. No, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I assume that they, they wanted to sell this new, better tasting thing that should have been selling more that they probably put costs into R&D and production stuff for. No, they had been pretty beaten into a pulp by this point. Um, but uh, Gay Mullins was still interested in uh, staving off retirement just a little bit longer. He... <laughs> uh, after the reintroduction of Coca-Cola Classic, he 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 took his uh, his gift from the Coca-Cola Company and uh, said that it was different than what he remembered as a kid. Oh, come come on, dude! Come on, dude! <laughs> dude, he won. He you said. Won. <laughs> he said that after only a couple bourbon and cokes. He felt sick, whereas he used to be able to, back in his younger days, have multiple, like, m- more more bourbon and Cokes than that. Hold on, dude. I got to tell you something. This, is, this may not be the Coca-Cola thing. <laughs> this may not be Coca-Cola's fault here. It's hard to say for sure. It's hard to say. But what he, what he uh, espoused as the reason was is because back in the day, Coca-Cola – if you remember from the beginning of this uh, yes. segment, yes. they were they made all their stuff with sugar, and they transitioned to uh, uh, corn syrup, high yeah. fructose corn syrup. And he said that this was them trying to sneak in high fructose corn syrup alternatives uh, to their sugar variety of Coke that he enjoyed from the good old days, except for. All that happened half a decade before any of this stuff went down. So, like for five years or so, like they had, there, there was only the high fructose corn syrup Coke available. Nobody even said a thing. But now he made this big deal. Now that they brought back "quote unquote" the classic recipe, but it was just the corn syrup recipe, not the one with real sugar. 
Um, Can I just say, it's like the guy was somehow like helped throw a collective fit and won. Like I, I'm, I, I'm like criticizing this guy. I don't really care. I, I, I. I to be clear, he you should, a, and we'll get there. You should though. You okay. should criticize this guy. But go he ahead. threw a collective fit and won, and then even got a free case of a free coke, <laughs> and then it was like, no, it's not enough. I don't like it. So, so and no. I say that as somebody who doesn't walk freaking. Hypertest <laughs> corn syrup in our stuff. God. Okay, ah! we're okay. We're we're gonna reach the end here. Yeah, this just makes me. This is like such perfect. This is this is perfect Taiwasat material. So all these things happen. The guy gets what he wants. He says it's not good enough. Um, so he goes and does like this public thing. I don't know if it was uh, brought on by Coke or something that he was trying to do. But we go back to blind taste tests, Nick. So yeah. Mr. Gay Mullins goes on uh, some I don't like I I don't even I didn't take notes on it. He goes and does a very public blind taste test of Coke made by with just sugar versus Coke with corn syrup. He cannot distinguish the difference between them at all. And turns out Mostly nobody can. <laughs> like it's it's really the same thing. Nobody has any idea like how these sort of tastes differ at all. It's just it's just nothing. Um, it's nothing. It's just nothing. They cannot tell. This is all just this is. I don't want. I don't want to state this as like an absolute, but based on what I understand, like this is just all in their heads or purposely be made up to make. To, to make up uh, something to keep them in the public spotlight. But do you want to, you, you've been a part of the internet here in the 2010s and 2020s. Do you want to take a guess at the explanation uh, the gay Mullins cons- gave? It was a conspiracy. It was a terrible conspiracy from the, the liberal Yankees that had taken over a good old Coca-Cola. <laughs> what? what taken what you, over. This, this conspiracy had, had an effect on him. Do you want to guess what the effect was? No, I don't know what. So, uh, his, what him and all of his followers said was that new Coke had, uh, basically ruined and dulled all his taste buds. And so he could no longer tell the difference, but he could have back in the day, but now, now he could no longer. I mean, that's just true. That's just true though, <laughs> that they did that. They did the thing. It was their fault. <laughs> How else could you explain the fact that they couldn't tell the difference? I mean, I mean there's no other explanation. What the hell? That's hilarious. That's fantastic. That's oh, so man. good. <laughs> Freaking so, so good. Oh man, people. Um. So there, there used there were some things that came out later, like uh, where people had like the idea that Coke did all this on purpose, and for lots of reasons, uh, I highly disagree with that. Um, they were a very meticulous company. They were super, super late on, um. Like Pepsi came out with Diet Pepsi like a decade or two before Coke came out with Diet Coke. They were not people to like try something lightly. I think this was truly a oh the the reason why the the reason why people say that that was the thing that they did on quote unquote purpose was because what they ended up doing was going back to the original recipe and uh, a sales skyrocketed because of all the attention. So people think that was like some kind of thing that they tried to do intentionally. That I, makes sense. Yes, I, I highly doubt it was intentional though. Like it just. They were not the sort of company to take that sort of risk. Um, and 
I I also don't really all like a lot of this is like espoused to be things that were blunders in marketing. I actually think that all the things that uh, Coke did on the marketing stand front were or on the on the marketing front were really like solid or I mean obviously a little bit short sighted with how people would be, but to me what this really spoke to was. People can politicize freaking anything, True. even even a beverage taste that literally nobody can even tell the difference with, and it doesn't matter. Like uh, one of the uh, Coke executives said, like they could have made the elixir of the gods, and people still would not would have, have been bought pissed it. Off that they, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's Be- very true, right? Like. It, it is the sort of thing, like, we've talked about it in person a little bit. I just, anything can be politicized. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, this, what do this... you do if you're Coca-Cola, which is, I'm not usually the one sympathetic to a company. But, like, what, what do you do? When, like, and like, or, like yeah. this, this could have, like, honestly, like, this sort of stuff is so much easier to do now with social internet, where... Like before, it was one guy who happened to be somewhat influential and could get a bunch of people to sign up for his newsletter, or whatever the heck. But nowadays, like that can be almost anybody. Like there's so many more ways to have your voice echoed that this sort of stuff seems like way, way more doable than ever before. It probably happens a lot more than we realize, but probably very, very true. Honestly, I mean, dude, that's that's so hard. Like. I I don't know what to to say about it. It also makes me like sad because I I feel like it says something about like we're probably all kind of um willing to be kind of outrage machines <laughs> if primed the right way. It's probably bad. Look, just if you ever find yourself being upset about the flavor of a brand of chip or salsa or right, pop like or or drink anything i'm justified if, you, if you're if you feel very upset about a thing that doesn't matter just remember there might be people that want you to be that way i don't know that's true that's true <laughs> oh man um but anyways uh i hope that gives a very like well-known topic a little bit of uh, justice there's definitely a lot of people that have done a lot better um, uh, research on the thing but i just it's been a thing on the backlog for a long time and i find it very fascinating and interesting so i want to talk about it today Um, but we should probably wrap this up nick Uh, we need to go record our patreon only episode or podcast of the episode of the year we start another podcast which is really quickly if i have anything to say about it going to turn into an nfl podcast for i'd say 18 to 24 weeks um if you want to check that out go Fair. to patreon.com forward slash ty you can also follow us at ty on twitter facebook instagram tiktok youtube but not snapchat and you can find all of that at ty I didn't forget that I was supposed to do part of the outro. You, you forgot that. You did great, Nicholas Ager. You, you forgot that. <laughs> are much appreciated. Thank you for potting with me. You're welcome. <laughs> this has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening.